0: Ramsey Solutions. This is The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I am Ramsey at Personality Rachel Cruz, hosting today with Dr. John Deloney. And it's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. So we'll talk about your, your marriage, your money, your life, your relationships, anything and everything. Just give us a call. Up first is Doug from Boise. Hey, Doug, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Rachel. Thank you for taking my call today. How are you?
0: We're doing well. Thanks so much. How can we help?
1: So I think I kind of have a bit of an issue on baby step two. I feel like I'm just on a, like a debt treadmill where the process is just never ending. And it seems like no matter what I do to get out of it, I always kind of just slump right back into it. And I think it might be something psychological that I just can't quite figure out. And I was curious to see if you'd be able to help me with that,
0: yeah, absolutely, okay, so give me a little bit of background, like how much debt how much did you have left what's been what's been your journey, what's caused you to go back in?
1: I mean, it's always just a really small amount of of credit card debt. I don't have any student loans, I don't have any car payments or anything like that, and every once in a while I'll find myself getting into a a hole of about three to four thousand dollars in credit cards and I sit there and tell myself, you got to be kidding me. I, I can't keep doing this. You know, if, if I want to make it through this and make it through the baby steps, I think this is kind of just where I'm having my issue. What,
0: what What's causing you to swipe the credit cards? Is it emergencies that happen? Is it impulse purchases? What's the thing that's driving that three to 4000 in credit card debt constantly? It,
1: I think it might be impulses and things that I tell myself could be emergencies that, that aren't emergencies if I go out and... And I'm doing something and, you know, buying something that I shouldn't. We're saying, hey, there's these new shoes. They're really cool. I need those. So I just think it's a lot of impulses and a lot of things like that um, that's, that's causing that.
2: So I, I want you to, w- would you be willing to try something new? Of course. Okay. Um, two things I want you to try new. One, I want you to look at this not as you're a loser and a failure and an idiot, but I want you to look at this as an environmental issue. Okay? Is that cool? Yeah. Because cool. you're in a system now that you've created for yourself. You've just created a loop for yourself where you do this thing and then you feel like crap about it, and then you white knuckle your way through it for a minute, and then you feel a little bit better, and then you go do it again, and the whole loop starts over again, right? You're just yeah. like on one of these like kids like train tracks. So Let's stop beating up on Doug, number one. Number two, change your environment. Get rid of all of your cards. Cancel Amazon Prime. Make it almost freaking impossible for you to do this. So for me, I am a raging sugar addict. Comically so, like my friends make fun of me. It's it's ridiculous. My kids make fun of me.
0: And it's like gummy. It's gross stuff.
2: It's not even good. Yes, yeah, it's, not, it's even. not even
0: like a Snickers. It's like or like an apple sour patch apple pie. Kid. Yeah,
2: it's just gross. It's 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 like a mainline. How, I uh, yes yes I may have snorted sugar before. Oh so listen, so listen. I have to have a home that doesn't have any of that in it. And my wife, like when I'm out of town, my wife and kids they have like they go get ice cream and it's like it's it's an enjoyable time for them. I had to create an environment where I don't even have access to it, which then gave me time to let that addiction simmer and stop, and then I can reenter the world. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually.
2: And what I would tell you is, until you're ready to change the environment, you're not ready to stop spending mm-hmm. and to truly get out of debt.
0: And those but, are the two, like, those first two things, Doug, like what John was saying, is spot on. And then even when you're out of it and you're kind of in a in a better habit of, okay, I'm not going into debt for this stuff because I don't even have the ability to. I have, no, I have no credit cards. I'm not being myself up. But then go into the practice because even when you become healthier with money, I think still asking the question, why am I wanting to spend this money? That's right. What is it? Is it because it's going to make me feel good in the moment because I'm sad or I'm depressed or I'm discouraged or I'm bored or is it because I feel bad about myself and this thing's going to make me feel better because I'll get compliments from it? Like, like find that route, too, because again, buying stuff is is not the issue. It's why you're doing it. It's kind of that underneath. Doug is what John's kind of getting at as well. So,
2: and, and I, I have found working with at, at people who struggle with addiction. You, I, I, Let me just talk about myself. Mm-hmm. I can't make that change in that environment.
0: Yes. I I can't be
2: surrounded by bags of marshmallows and and gummy candies as I'm shoveling them in, going, I wonder why I'm doing that. I need to have a clear slate. So then when I feel the impulse, I can then stop and say, What am I hiding from here? What is my body trying to protect me from? And that's the same with alcohol and pornography, all the things, right? Spending here. I love that. Clear the deck and then begin to feel your body and begin to ask, Why am I leaning into this why am I trying to cover something up what is it I'm trying to cover up
0: yeah right? and, and just the in the spending in general right. in life in our country today is so normal you know consumerism is like at an all time high and so what are the things even if you're even if you're someone listening and you're not Doug and you're like oh I'm not going deep in credit card debt there are still things that I even put in place as a natural spender I know myself and even on baby step seven even though we may even have it in the budget i still feel convicted at times of like why am i really doing like what is why am i spending this and so i unsubscribe from emails all the time i'll go back through because sugar is your thing clothes are mine i love shopping it's just my thing but i'll go through and i'm like okay i'm going to unsubscribe from all these emails because every time there's a sale anytime there's anything it pops up in my gmail account and i'm like oh my gosh there it is i never would have known that existed on Instagram, I, I unfollow people not because they're te- terrible and evil, but for me, I'm like everything that she posts, I want, and I'm like, you know what? Just get, just, right. and just, it's just stop. a click away, it's just a yes. click away. And then I never save passwords. I never try to save my debit card information. Website. To,
2: me too. I have to re-log in. Yes. Start from scratch every time. Because you're
0: like, I got to go find the car. I got, and it and it gives this friction in our purchasing as well, which I think is really, I think it's huge. Again, whether you're like Doug and you're like, oh my gosh, I just seem to keep going into it. But even if you're not, I think it's just a good practice to slow down and ask the questions, okay, what, why, why am I needing this? Why do I feel like I want to buy it?
2: And you touched on something important. The companies don't make things convenient because they're your friend. They make it convenient because you're more likely just to stumble in and hit by now, by now, by now. So again, I'm the same as you. I have to set the Fourth of July thing came through and this like the 24 hour flash sale, and I was with some a buddy in the middle of nowhere, and he's like, "Oh, I got to get online." It was so annoying having to re log in and learn a new thing and punch it but i have to set those brakes for myself otherwise i'm just buying this bag and buying this thing and i need this new whatever and it, it, yeah it just gets out of control for me
0: yeah it's a, are you more natural saver or spender
2: oh my gosh I, spender oh why did yeah, i even ask? Dude. why
0: did i ask that that yeah. was a moment where i, <laughs> I knew direct the deposit answer. actually
2: <laughs> helped me because i would go to the bank and cash my check and it would never make it home so actually by the, my company sending the, my check directly to the bank it's I, in there I, they take me yeah. out of the equation yeah. it actually helps me out yeah
0: oh so good so good yeah, I All love right. spinning absolutely again free call anywhere in the country 888-825-5225 here to talk about your life and your money this is The Ramsey Show
3: over the country are discovering a faith-based and budget-friendly way of meeting health care costs through Christian Healthcare Ministries. Christian Healthcare Ministries, or CHM, is a nonprofit organization that helps members carry one another's burdens with healthcare expenses. And they have successfully shared each other's medical bills for nearly 40 years. See if CHM is right for you by visiting chministries.org. Chm is a proud sponsor of Dave Ramsey Live Events.
0: To the Ramsey Show, I am Rachel Cruz hosting today with Doctor John Deloney. All right, Justin is up next in Denver. Hey, Justin, welcome to the show.
4: Hi, Rachel. Hi, John. Uh, read both of your books; loved them.
0: Oh, thanks so much. Um, well, thanks for calling. Yep. How can we help? Uh,
4: my wife and I, my wife and I are in Baby Step Two. We paid off forty thousand dollars in the last five months. Wow! Um, Congratulations. So Thank you. We're celebrating our four-year anniversary next week. And um, just this morning, my wife told me that her father uh, had uh, told us that he was forgiving uh, the $7,000 balance of a $10,000 family loan um, that they loaned us prior to our marriage.
0: Um, That's generous. And,
4: uh, yeah, they live close by and they come over often, and I fear that in the future, once they forgive this debt, if I um, continue on, they will, uh, I, I I just fear facing them. Hmm. Do you fear facing them like
2: ego-wise, or is this loan forgiveness come with strings, federal
4: government-like? I, no, my my wife says and swears up and down that they are not like that, uh-huh. and I believe her. Okay. Okay. Um, and she's, she's on board with me. She hates owing anybody, any money. This is our last debt before we move on to, uh, baby step three. And, um, and I, I, I just can't bring myself to feel right about the forgiveness. Why not? Uh, well, the original family loan was for her to pay for a lawyer fees. Um, her ex-husband and her daughter, um, per the divorce agreement or whatever we're supposed to stay in the same county as her husband, um, for a visitation or whatever. And she wanted to move in with me prior to us getting married. And, um, that created, um, a family law court case, um, which she needed a lawyer for. So from my perspective, I saw her parents as taking a bet on me when her biological father would not do that. Um, they bet on our relationship Uh, it's been a very rocky marriage um, just because of the ends of the spectrum that both of us fall on she's a mental health counselor I'm retired army Um, uh, so they're betting on our marriage from my point of view and it just pains me to have this debt forgiven Um, let me me reframe this let me reframe this I don't think anybody's
2: betting on anybody sounds like a mom and dad who love their daughter And it sounds like a mom and dad who love their daughter and trust you. There's Nobody's gambling on anything here. And so, and your marriage, by the way, isn't been rocky because you're in the army and she's a mental health counselor. It's because it's just been rocky. Make some different choices. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't over-dramatize this. It sounds a lot like you don't like the ego of this. I mean, this is about your ego. That's what it sounds like. And if I'm you... I would walk over to his house or drive over there and I'd knock on his door and I'd stick my hand out and shake his hand if not hug him and say thank you and then when you are on more secure financial footing and you feel compelled to pay the 7,000 bucks back and you're in a position to do so then go do it at that point and let some space happen between there or if suddenly he's holding this over your head and weaponizing it then go take out a loan at a credit union and give him his money back but This sounds a lot like ego, man. And this isn't the moment for ego. This is a moment to say, thank you, I'm grateful. But you've created a conflict. Like, they're betting on this, and I'm... Dude, just say thank you, man. And then be about making your marriage stronger.
0: Yeah, and Justin, do you... Is there patterns with your relationship with them that's causing you to to get here? Because at this point, I feel like you said that it's been a pretty good relationship with them, and you haven't seen anything. But have you deep down is there something that you're like oh god they've made that comment that comment that comment that's helped you write this story or is it just it just feels so uncomfortable i mean it, it, you just kind of can't believe oh my gosh that this debt he's going to just forgive it and, and then you kind of start rattling around in your in your head with it
4: uh i'm not really sure what's going on with that i i know that you know over the last nine ten months now i've i've had a lot of shame in my life um uh you know I, i've i've I quit drinking ten months ago, and uh, Good for you. Uh, um, so there's a lot of shame. Mm-hmm. I destroyed some relationships, and uh, you know the worst one was uh, trust with my wife. And I'm trying to rebuild those relationships. And my life's—it seems like my life is closing in on me. I'm getting the help that I need. Excellent. Um, so let, just, let me tell you something that's counterintuitive to the space you're in.
2: The space you're in, especially with your training, is that you are going to grab control. I'm going to quote unquote solve this. I screwed something up, fix it, right? That's the mentality. And there is some truth to that. You've got to do right by your wife. You've got to repair that relationship. And that comes with doing different things. But globally speaking, grabbing the wheel tighter is not going to stop the spin of this thing. It's releasing that. And what that looks like is going to somebody's house and saying, thank you. The word that nobody likes to use is vulnerability. And that's the only path forward for you. And vulnerability for for a veteran is counterintuitive. I'm rolling. You could hurt me right now. And I'm going to go anyway. Because you're my wife. Because you're my in-laws. You're my family now. And I'm going to trust that you won't hurt me. And I'm going to say thank you. I'm gonna go on to being a good man. Is that fair? Yes. I want thank you to you very much. But listen, brother, I want you to look at this not as like I told the previous caller. This isn't a some kind of moral failure. This is a set of skills you don't have and you gotta learn some new skills and you gotta practice them. Is that cool? Yes. So practice accepting help. Practice saying thank you. Mm. And then <laughs> and then practice saying I'm sorry. How can we make this right? Okay. Is that cool? Yes, go make your marriage good, man. You're worth that.
0: It's good, Justin.
2: Appreciate you, man.
0: And that's a lot of courage. It's
2: a bold call, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a brave guy.
0: I really appreciate you calling, Justin. But and it's a there's a level in all of this, right, in our lives, whether it's within our marriage, within our money, uh, anything new, even accepting a gift, Mm -hmm. right? Um, All of it. To your point, I'm like when you don't have the practice. And the skills, it's it is so uncomfortable and it is so scary. But continuing to step into it and continuing to take a step, it takes courage—a different level of courage than I feel like our world talks about.
2: Uh, well, there's it's it's relational courage, which is like like if if Suzanne fires me, I, she takes my job from me, right? But my identities with my wife and kids, whatever. If I lose that, then I've got to that that's a long road right i don't yeah. know who i am i'm untethered to everything yeah. right and so there's something pr- incredibly courageous about leaning into someone that you love and care about who is part of you which is your wife mm-hmm. your your husband your spouse your kids and saying i'm sorry Thank you How do I do this right Like we just don't have We don't have a culture That says I'm sorry How do I make this right We have one that says Fix it And, and when we yep. fix it We try to grab control of it man. Yes And sometimes you gotta do The opposite of what your What your training is
0: Yeah Which is so scary and it's that's so the, And that's scary. the vulnerable piece When you're not used to that And yeah. it's like Okay I really am I'm gonna, I'm gonna let go Of the wheel in a sense um,
2: And, other, and other, ex- other people Who have spent their whole lives With their hands off the wheel Equally courageous You've gotta grab the wheel like, you've got to take some control here, right? And, and, and so some people are listening going like, okay, actually, like, you got to know you and everybody's situation yeah, yeah, yeah. is different. It's, it's doing the, if you, here's the thing, look at the pattern of behavior in your life. Look back and say, is this working? This is your four and my marriage is still a mess. Me getting angry every time this or me going to watch Netflix every time or grabbing another drink every time. That's not working. Let's try something else. Do the courageous thing that makes your body uncomfortable because that usually is the right thing. Yeah,
0: trying something new. The next
2: hard thing. That's so
0: good. Well, thanks again, Justin, for calling. It's awesome. This is The Ramsey Show. show i'm rachel cruz with dr john deloney and obviously there's things said on the show that people don't agree with and that are controversial and how you live life and we kind of talk about common sense and
2: we could sit here and talk about the color of the sky and the leaves and we would be like uh, uh-uh.
0: <laughs> that's not true that's your that's view. not true that's your truth
2: you guys uh, liberal garbage oh my gosh <laughs> the sky's orange idiot
0: Oh, so, yeah, so the basis, if you're new to this show, I mean, honestly, like the most foundational principles, it's common sense, it's biblical, and it's after 30 years of doing that, we're like, okay, here's what works. And, and in regards to money, and then obviously over the past couple of years, bringing in people like John's talk about uh, mental health and other spaces, but still applying that same logic of like, okay, what is, you know, God's and grandma's ways, kind of the tagline of doing life, and, and that's worked, So, one of the things that we talk about a lot that we just get, or I do, I get crap for all the time, is about combining your accounts after you're married. When you get married, you should have one bank account with your spouse. It's and literally
2: you, the dumbest thing I've ever heard, Rachel.
0: And you... Just
2: kidding. You sound like just everyone kidding. on social media. I was trying to be all of social media just at the same time. It is
0: like... I mean, I mean, again, I can talk about it. The credit score. I can talk about manual underwriting. I can talk about all these things. But this one, it just touches a nerve. Okay, people, so I, di-
2: I didn't know this was a thing until I joined this team. Like, right? So when I came to hang out here. And I think it was me and you were hanging out. People will create other humans together. And they will not share an account.
0: Yeah, your genetics are shared by a little child. We will
2: make a person together, but I'm not letting you have my, not my fun money. (laughs) Like We literally have created somebody or something that could destroy humanity, but you are not touching my paycheck. That's mine.
0: Oh, man. But the advice is out there. So I saw this on, uh, well, I should say I saw it on TikTok, but I don't have TikTok, but someone... James Child
2: it. is a huge TikTok fan. That's the thing.
0: He, That's what he it is. Are we going to throw James in the bus? James, the producer, yeah. loves TikTok. No. Okay, so this is Kevin O'Leary, Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. And here's his advice.
4: I tell women today, do not merge your account with your husband's. Ever. In your whole life. He will respect you for having your own money. Let him have his. And set up a third account where you merge your dollars together. There's no reason you have to give up your financial identity when you marry
0: no reason to give up your financial identity <laughs> i don't even have <laughs> okay here's the okay
2: i don't even know what to say to I
0: that know, I, well I, I have so many places i want to start okay number one let's let's just do this real life rachel I, we were we were out to dinner with two couples that we know and both women work mm-hmm. and so that right they're a dual income family and both of them both of the guys what well sorry one of the girls she pulled back from work right she's like i'm gonna i'm, I'm pulling back uh so she's she's home with the kids and they have school age kids and she's just home and he's kind of like oh and she says I, I feel like i'm missing something for the contributing to the household because mm-hmm. we hear that a lot uh, all the time contributing to the household and he's kind of giving her a hard time because he's like you have a great brain like you could uh-huh. use the brain and make money you know right this whole thing and so there is this this position when you are married and a wife and a husband and you're there and you're talking about money, mm-hmm. uh, lots of different perspectives, right, right, that you can go into. But when it comes to just sharing the account, like just the just logis- like we're just going to go baseline, mm-hmm. that all of your money goes into one account. Right. Why would you not? Except for if there's an if there's an abusive situation, abusive if there's situation, a you've got divorce to create... on the horizon and you know like, yeah. Or you've got to create sometimes... a pocket
2: for safety, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um, but for majority of couples out there functioning just in marriage and they're just living their lives.
2: So what I take from that call is this, I want to get married to somebody. I want to do, I want to join lives together, but I want to stay completely and totally autonomous and still be quote unquote, just me. And then I'm going to be me, you be you, and then we'll do this together thing on the side. Or maybe we'll do it in the middle. But yeah. I'll be me on the side and you'll yeah. be you on the side. And so I'm going to keep my loan identity here. You keep your loan identity here. Yep. And what that is called is a corporation. That's a business arrangement. Yes. I'm going to go to my house. You go to your house. You go to your side of the bed. And then we'll do this job together. And that's not marriage.
0: No. And and it's more, vul- I mean, back to the other call we had on uh, the last segment. There's a vulnerability to say, I'm going to give everything to you. Yes. And we're going to go in this marriage together and we are going to be one in every aspect.
2: And so let me push back on this uh, and again. Yeah. Clearly a, a super successful financial financial person. I, I, I have never heard a man say, you know what? I would really respect my wife if she were less connected with me and more independent. And you don't hear that kind of language. You hear the opposite. I feel completely and totally alone in a, in a bed I share with my partner. Yes. I feel completely and totally alone at dinner with my wife and kids, or my husband and kids, because we are not you not unified in what we're doing in our lives.
0: Like the connection point of where we are as a state relationally. Yes. Should say something exactly that what what we're doing as a world with merit is it's it's not working. It's yeah. yeah. So like so let's just do the opposite of what the world's doing, <laughs> right. and then maybe George. AKA right. unite. But no, and so. I I like, oh yeah. So (laughs) I'm trying to find them real quick, but all the, all the The comments, just all the comments like doesn't work. If someone has bad spending habits, I totally disagree, Rachel. This is unbelievable advice. (laughs) Uh, I told you, (laughs) I told you, uh, oh my gosh, I don't agree. We had joint accounts at first and then he just kept spending and spending. Then my kids and I couldn't eat, didn't have like basically didn't have, didn't have money for food. So we separated. Uh, so again, there are issues that people have, but money is not the reason. Oh, someone's like, "Oh, I splurged and got a prenup, so now everything is separate." This feels much better for me in our marriage. We go on and on and on. But but like there, yeah, there's just this this idea that if there are issues in the marriage, right? He is spending everything and won't go to therapy, or um, you feel like you have a level of your your identity still that it just feels safer over here if I just keep this stuff and you go there. Right, like all of that. That's not a money issue. Like that's a, those are marriage issues Absolutely. and they're, it's coming out as a money issue that we won't share accounts. Right. But it's indicating something deeper yes. of what's going on in the marriage.
2: Absolutely. And you, money becomes the proxy. And so if I'm talking to a couple who's considering getting married and they won't share accounts, the issue is less about the function of a checking account. right? It's more... This will never work if you go in with a wall built, and he goes in with a wall built, and you try to build a community together. It will not work. You have to decide. It's the vulnerability. I'm gonna open up the drawbridge. I'm gonna open up the gates here, and we're gonna get both leave, and we're gonna go create something new together. And God Almighty, dude, the lowest common—I mean, the, yeah. the simplest thing is to throw all your money in the same account, right? right? Yeah. And if you can't figure that out, think long and hard about getting married. If you are married to somebody. Who is prohibiting you and your children from eating? That is abuse. Yeah. Right. Go get help. Make a phone call. That's not about sharing a checking account together. That's about abuse. Yes. Right. That yeah. is a yeah. totally different problem. Because there are
0: there are situations like that.
2: Absolutely.
0: That we're not just like blindly regardless of anything. No. With if there are, if there's major dysfunction in the household, and you have to protect yourself for a right. reason. Again, huge marriage issue there, but right. there's ways to protect it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with your money. Because on the flip side, the positive of when you join your accounts together as a couple that we have found is that when you do something together, like money, that's something that is just hard in life and and figuring out money or walking the baby steps, getting out of debt, like this is not easy stuff. You really will have to be intentional and work at it. But when you have a spouse next to you and you guys lock arms and you see yourselves as a team and you say, we're in this together. Not only do I think that you, you, you achieve your financial goals so much faster when it's that mentality. Like we are in this together, and we're gonna we're running the same race. But something happens. There's a, there's a level of just uh, excitement and sacrifice, all of that you do together. Think
2: about the basketball player that says, "I don't care about y'all. I'm gonna get my 30 points a game." That team's not gonna win. Yep. Right. It's when they all say, "We're we're in this together. We're gonna all give. We're gonna all pass. We're gonna all shoot the ball. We're gonna all play defense." So that we all win, yes. right? In the same way it works in marriage, and
0: in a, in a very kind of shallow way too, it, the connection point is there because you end up talking about everything. You, talk, you have to talk about it. You have to everything. talk about it. So you're you're talking, you're communicating, which is a point of connection. So that's good. <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. To the Ramsey show all right up next is Shannon from Detroit hey Shannon welcome to the show hi thanks for having me absolutely how can we help so I am in analysis
3: paralysis with some special circumstances um during college i kind of had what i refer to as a mental breakdown because i don't know what else to call it hmm. but my anxiety and depression got worse and then covid happened and i started getting agoraphobia so luckily i've been able to talk to some professionals that have helped me and i'm actually now able to have a part-time job so i can start making some money like, way it go so I just you're, don't ab- you're, know. Ab-
2: you're able to leave home
3: Yes, now I am. Um, Way to especially, go. I, I'm getting. Thank you. Yeah, I'm able to get a service dog in September, so that's really going to help me too. Hey, that's a but, hey, that's uh, a
2: hard one. Like, I, I know I keep interrupting you. I'm sorry, but that's a hard one. I want to celebrate that with you. Is that cool? Thank you.
3: Yes.
2: That's tough, man. Especially on the back end of COVID, getting out and yeah, we weaponized each other during that season, and so good for you. I'm proud of you.
3: Yeah sorry for interrupting
2: you. Go ahead, go ahead.
3: (laughs) No, you're good. So I have, since getting the service dog, I have a huge unexpected cost. And since I'm only able to work part-time for now, um, I don't know how to come up with that cost. My parents got like a huge bonus this past year. So they offered to pay for it in cash and then just had me pay it later. But I didn't know, like, I don't know what to do first. I know I have the $1,000 emergency fund, but do I pay them back to get my debt cleared because I don't have, I won't have any student debt? Or do I continue saving to rent
0: somewhere or have a house? I I don't know what to do. Yeah, there's, okay. So is the big expense, though, you said at the beginning of this, the dog, the service dog, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, so how much is that going to be? it's going to be sixteen thousand two hundred. Sixteen thousand. Okay. What debt do you have right now, Shannon? Um, I have just fifteen hundred dollars left from my last class um, this fall, but I have enough cash to pay for that ahead of the time. Okay, so there's no credit cards or car loans or anything.
3: No, I actually was introduced to you guys before um, I even started high school, so I tried to work before then, and then my parents had saved up money for me, so.
0: That's awesome. How old are you, Shannon? 22. 22. Okay, very cool. Okay, are you at home right now, living at home? Yes. Okay, Yeah. and so you're looking to move out, kind of start your life, and... Be an adult, right? That you're just yeah, you're you're ready to to leave the nest, which is awesome. So do you have any do you have any money saved?
3: Um after I graduate I get money that my parents had set aside for me. So between between like
0: working before I got this job and that, I'll have like ten thousand dollars after I graduate. Great. And the service dog is coming in you said September? Yeah. Is that right? Okay. So you have about yeah 3 months or so um yeah to come up with $6,000. How much are you making right now? Um right
3: now I'm making 1350 an hour okay. and I work like 25 hours a week.
0: So Okay. Okay. So if I were you, I would do priority of what's the most important in my life to um be self-sufficient right and this dog to me is number one it's even before moving out um getting this dog in place because that dog is really going to be the thing that i'm from what i'm hearing you and and john correct me if i'm wrong too that's going to help you really be able to to work more hours to be able to live independently and, and really continue to live life the way you want to as an adult is that correct yeah it is
2: okay and with your particular response your particular phobia your particular anxiety response running out and getting your own place and immediately re-isolating yourself may be tough right now. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, and that's how it kind of got worse when I was in college because I had a roommate, but college was like two, three hours away from my family who I was really close to. So it felt like I was isolating myself. So
2: I would love to, like Rachel's saying, I'd love you to do this in the right order, which sounds like I'm going to delay moving out from home for six months or seven months and I'm going to sit down with mom and dad and we're going to write this down together so they're on the same page I'm on the same page we're all good and think of it less like you're this dog is not like a car right they're not buying you a thing they are participating yeah. in your in really in your in your health right they're helping with a, think of it like a more of a medical payment than they're buying you a new bicycle or something okay and so um we're going to Get th- this relationship with this dog, and those things are magical. By the way, I've seen some really remarkable turnarounds mm-hmm. with folks. I'm going to get really comfortable with this dog, and then I'm going to, in this season, I'm going to start. Um, I'm going to spread out my work hours, and I'm going to start leaning into that anxious discomfort. Okay, and okay. your your counselor is probably working with you on that. Is that right?
3: Yes, definitely. Yeah.
2: So we're going to we're gonna we're gonna end up short circuiting that anxiety response. We're going to keep leaning into that. And we're gonna have this dog, and we're gonna have mom and dad at home. And that sounds like that's a good place. It's not a. It's mm-hmm. not a like a. They're not a part of the problem, right? And so then no, in, six, exactly. in six months, nine months, you're gonna look yeah. up. This dog's gonna be fully grown. You're gonna be debt free. You can figure out the payment with you and your parents on this thing. Maybe you pay ten grand of it. They pay the other six or something. They're willing to help you out. Then you've saved up money. Now you're working full time. You've got a full a full time partner with this dog, and then you're ready to go get an apartment. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, ah, then you can just head right out, right?
0: Yeah, there's no... Yeah, the urgency I don't want you to have to feel right now, Shannon, because there is no urgency. You're, I mean, besides the dog and getting that dog in September, but besides that, all the other stuff, yeah, I mean, even if you paused and you yeah you waited nine months, if you waited till next summer, even if it was 12 months and you said, hey, next May, my goal is to be on my own, all of that. I think that there's no... I think there'd be more harm to the urgency of doing things out of order versus just... Tap in the brakes, and you're good, and to continue to heal. Uh, but on a kind of a tactical side, Shannon, I would, I would challenge you just on what your job is. I mean, you're, you're making $13.50 an hour. And there's a lot of places that are paying 20 even mm-hmm. up to $25, um, maybe with the skill set that you have. And so I would just, you know, even just in the next week or two, just look, look around and say, okay, is there anything that can just up that? Because even even getting a seven dollar an hour raise is going to significantly help you over the course of of these months as you're saving up for the dog and then um and again i don't want to put too much on you but if you're trying to think okay how much money how can i get money as quickly as possible for this big expense that's the dog that's going to help me so much in life um i've heard john so many so many people doing things from home
2: Uh, yeah i I mean like there's
0: i don't know if there's a job that you can pick up for like two hours in the evenings on your computer and you can make just a little bit more money there. And, and again, some of this feels like a drop in the bucket when you're like $16,000, but over time, do the math, map it out and say, okay, how, what can I do in the short term? That's not going to just damage who I am, but really be able to um, help in my healing and give me a little bit of the confidence. There's, there'll be a a confidence boost, a dignity that you're going to have Shannon. When you say, wow, I went and did this, like I saved up this and um, all of it, and the fact that your parents are there, willing to help you, I think, is amazing. And if they're able to gift you any of that money toward the dog, you know, and you can kind of figure that out, that's that's awesome too. But um, but that tactically, I would say, yes, your thousand dollars um emergency fund is is really key. But this dog is going to be like number one, so saving towards that um as soon as possible, I think, is huge.
2: Good for you, proud of you.
0: It's awesome, Shannon. So so great, uh, man. I feel like we yeah, well, in your line of work seeing what COVID did and the shutdown like was had, did more more stuff spiked right I mean everything that I've seen with like whether it's depression anxiety all of it yeah, it I seems s- like there was a time when that, that we're still feeling the effects right yeah, a ripple I think, effect I think, of I
2: think, it I think we've got a hundred year turnaround mm. and it, not to be pessimistic but um, somebody asked me on an interview a few a few months ago did I think this was worse than the 9-11 tragedy um, and I said yes because after 9-11 we had a common thing we could point at mm. they were trying to get us and for this one what got weaponized was each other oh interesting. and so we got to reconnect with one another
0: yes it's great all right thanks for listening to this hour of the ramsey show thanks to kelly james ben zach andrew austin everyone in the booth i went down my list that's impressive thank you thank you john thank you for hosting with me
1: you're welcome <laughs>
0: this is the ramsey show